Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Panther Den podcast. Uh, Carter and Cameron could not join us today, so I will be taking the reins on this episode. So since Cameron and Carter aren't here, I asked my good friends Jada and Ethan to accompany me and give me their opinions on today's topic. So today's topic, we're going to be talking about alternative energies. And I thought this would be a good topic since, you know, gas prices are so freaking high right now. Let's see, Ethan, what what do you think this is all going to go with gas and natural natural gas, all the stuff we use on a daily basis? Where do you where do you see this kind of heading toward? What, from what I've seen and what's really kind of concerning to me right now is that I've, and again, what I've seen is that oil prices are down, but the price of gas in America at least is still up very much. Yeah. And I don't know why that is. And the White House, you know, reports that, you know, oh, it's bad, but I don't know. And again, I wish I, I knew a lot more, but I don't know who controls the gas prices coming into America. You know, who big companies who that that's filter true. is because, well, and that's the thing is that if yeah. they're American companies, if they're overseas companies, I don't, I don't know if it's government regulated in some way. I, I don't know. Yeah. Another thing I'd like to be educated on. Well, see, I was, I was taking hay the other day and we had to stop and get gas and uh it was i think it was like it was like 362 or something yeah well i was where we stopped to get it right before we got there two separate uh gas stations across the street they were 362 and they started going up as we were sitting there and went up to 369 dang and i know i mean there's no way that those gas stations got that gas like that's the same gas they had five seconds ago. So there's no way that they're, it's not like they're having to um, even out. Like they're, they're making a profit on it either way, but then the prices go up. But how, how does it go up? Like did and they get, did somebody get a call? See, I think that's what to, it is because one time I was at, at a gas station and I literally just got my gas, walked in and then I was getting something else. And he goes like, Hey, I just, I mean, the price of gas just dropped like, a few cents do you mm -hmm. want a, a rebate yeah, yeah like a huh. like a refund and i was like heck yeah Man. and i took the like dollar 50 that yeah. i mean that i got the rebate for or the refund for but yeah i don't know how that stuff works either yeah but well and, and then it just it, ha it has like i've seen a lot of people talking about how like some people are trying like defending Bi uh, biden saying that he doesn't have anything to do with the gas prices and he might like, and if they're if they're if he doesn't have a direct impact on it, I just can't believe that because either he has some say in it or at least what he says uh, impacts what. Because I mean, if the president says something about a company or something going on in the world, the stock market's going to go up and down, and I think gas and energy is exactly like that. So depending on what the arguably one of the most powerful men in the world says that's going to have an impact on what happens to 
something that the entire world needs. Oh yeah. Yeah. My old uh my old history teacher literally was like I had him last year and he was like the the president has no say in what happens to gas gas prices. And I literally want to go back and be like you lied to me. There's no way he like, doesn't have a say in this. Like, I know he's not, I mean, he's not sitting there with a button and goes like, yeah, I need California's gas this much. I yeah. need Missouri's gas this much. No, he's, I mean, yeah, we're not saying that, but he a hundred percent has something to do with the gas prices right now. Uh, and what he says yeah. when it comes to the Russia thing going on right now, what he says, uh, his, um, bills and crap on, uh, on like the Keystone Pipeline, and just what he, what he's, what his administration's doing has is going to have an impact on everything. And that's the thing; it is, it is mm. the most, one of the most powerful positions. Not he's not one of the most powerful people, but one of the most powerful positions because he's appointing people. He, I mean, he stopped the Keystone Pipeline, or is is an advocate against it. Yeah, and I mean you do that stuff and you do have some, and you have that much say, of course it's going to affect gas prices yeah. and, and oil prices at that. Yeah. But, um, yeah, go ahead. Uh, I was just going to say like, uh, electricity, like electrical plants, they, have you seen pictures of like how much coal they have? Yeah, I've been there. It's, yeah, yeah. Oh, is, yeah. It is stockpiles. It's it's, it's a field full of coal. Yeah. Well, my my dad works at the railroad, and I mean they get. I mean the coal trains are huge, and they come in. I mean they're coming in and out all the time. Yeah. Like all the time. It's mm -hmm. a constant feed. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then and then it's also and it depend like like he said, uh, I think it was in 2017 maybe. So when under Trump. He said that uh, he had been he had been on the uh, in the railroad for like I think three years, and that everyone that was there said that the last times that the coal was doing this well was like in two thousand two two thousand three. But this in two thousand seventeen, it just completely blew everything out of the water, and now it's been kind of back to worse, the way it was worse now. And I think that's and I'm not necessarily saying that it's all Biden. It has something to do with COVID and just the way of the world right now, but I don't think the administration's helping right now. My thing is with it is like, cause they, they talk like they talk about like, uh, they talk about alternate, like, like, like electric vehicles. Like yeah. you're not putting gas in it. And that directly is not as bad as like driving a diesel truck around. But when where are the what are the charging state where is the power at the charging stations coming from right and yeah. it comes from coal-fired coal power plants it, yeah exactly and, however, and that pisses me off that they're like i'm so much better than you mm -hmm. because i have an I, electric car i have I an electric car i don't i don't hurt the environment however, with yeah. mine that is two different kinds of pollution yeah. yeah so when you're driving around an electric car you don't have nearly as many pollutants that you're producing at that car than the point source pollution that is creating the energy for that car to run and not create pollution other places. Yeah. And I mean, that's the only, I guess, advantage because you can still regulate the 
point source pollution mm-hmm. because there are regulations that you know particulate matter sulfur dioxide uh noxious gases basically mm-hmm. that they have to regulate yeah in order for them to be within compliance mm-hmm. of epa and the federal government's just regulations over yeah. over pollution period well i think i think my thing is it's like because so like you said it is getting rid of that point like like yeah that vehicle is not directly hurting the environment but i do think it's like uh it's kind of the because the, the the thing is the government's kind of they're putting all the blame on us and we're given all the responsibility to save the planet, but they're not giving us an option to save the planet. They're making it look like that. So it's like so 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 my thing is is like me driving around my gas truck is nowhere close to a coal plant's pollution. Or all this other stuff they're doing. Mm-hmm. So why? So they're kind of putting the blame on us and making us have the responsibility and saying, and it's kind of like the plastic straw thing. Mm-hmm. Like, they, like they were big against like the plastic straws are destroying the earth, and then they get paper straws. But then there's a whole plastic bottle that see that's they don't the care thing. About. Yeah, they're yeah. they're like you can do so much to mm-hmm. help prevent pollution, but they're yeah. the ones almost pushing the pollution onto us and saying yeah. use this, mm-hmm. Bec- and that's. I don't even know if that's government. That that's yeah. just like big company propaganda kind of stuff. Yeah. To where it's well, like Well, and the thing is though, those big companies a hundred percent are in the pocket like they're in each other's pockets. Yeah. So yeah. Oh, yeah. they're helping each other out. Yeah. Yeah. And that's a whole nother corruption thing, I yeah. think, in America. That's a later in, in episode. The world mm-hmm. That's that definitely we a later could episode. touch. Yeah. That we could touch on. Definitely. Yeah. Um but I feel like we have a very environmentally conscious mindset, especially uh, regulation wise and stuff like that, where, you know, we know what pollution can do and we have respect for the environment to an extent that places like China don't Mm -hmm. have respect for the environment. And that's, I'm not saying anything bad about the, the people over there. It's more of the government Mm -hmm. bodies that are controlling all of that. Well, what gets me irritated is that America's in all these programs with all these other countries, but we're most of the time we're the only ones paying up. Like if there's like dues you have to have, like China's in a bunch of deals that we're in for environmental sakes, but Mm -hmm. it seems like out of all the countries, America's the only one paying their fair share. And then there'll be a little country that's paying their fair share, but there's no way a country like Liechtenstein can keep up with the United States. However, the, America is so in debt. Yeah. That mm-hmm. yeah. I think it's like it's kind of six of one, half dozen of the other. Mm-hmm. Where well that's why know. that's why I like Trump. Cause they were saying like he's getting out of he's getting out of these deals and they're saying he's against the environment and saving the environment because he's getting out of these deals. And he wasn't against what they stood for. He was just tired of us doing everything. Yeah. Why should we why should we pay our fair share? in helping the environment while simultaneously getting blamed for everything that's wrong with the world. Right. And, and I think, and I'm not sure again on this, but I think the reason why Cole did so well while he was in office was because he cut back on regulation. Mm -hmm. He, he, he cut a lot of funding for the EPA period. Yeah. Gave it to the uh, military again, not, 
not like pro or con about that. Not mm-hmm. going to get into that, but he did, he did do those things. And that kind of cut down the regulation, which in turn kind of makes everything cheaper to mm-hmm. just kind of, yeah. you know, to control pollution is expensive. Yeah. So if you cut down on those regulations, it kind of helps everything out in a, in a way. And that's why, yeah, that's why China has, has such like my, my last thing for this is like, stuff. is I think in we a hundred percent need to find something that is better for the environment. Mm-hmm. But I do not think we need to continue to make people feel like feel like they're hurting the environment. Like the the things that they their their solutions for the environment are not long term solutions. They're they're making it seem like they are, but just because I drive a diesel truck around doesn't mean that you're that the salt like solar energy wind power wind energy and all this stuff yeah. isn't bad because there's there it all it pros and all cons com- to but everything comes back to oil because like you you need to you need to transport those big wind turbines places mm-hmm. and you're going to use a truck the lithium battery mines you they have big those are trucks insanely and they're bad. like forget yeah. the trucks and all the transportation for that just the mining in general is just yeah. destroying environmentally the, literally yeah. destroys yeah. miles so of, so the, i i mean so i think certain people like the big the big the higher ups i don't think they care about the environment that much but there are people in there that 100 percent care about the environment and they their heart's in the right place but i don't think demonizing people who don't think that's the answer is the right move i think that mm-hmm. there is something we can do but i don't think that's it and then getting rid of everything that the world at the moment needs is not going to yeah, fix and, it. Yeah, and that's the thing. We need to find a a source that's both reliable, especially for that area, because you know, yeah, people who like people who live in cloudy areas aren't going to thrive yeah. off of solar as much yeah. as people who live in sunny areas. Yeah, period. Like Seattle, I mean, Seattle's. And, I mean, this might be not true or not but it rains there all the time right it's gonna be yeah. cloudy and there's all, all the those time. jokes about what england and it being cloudy like 90 percent of the time <laughs> yeah. something like that well it's like it's and like, then there's like china that's literally just it's pollution just yeah you can't they haven't seen the sun mm-hmm. since 2020 yeah. yeah well my thing is that like when they uh the people in la i mean those aren't clouds those are that's daggum smog yeah, yeah. And, and then they'll but then they'll then they'll say that my cows out in the middle of bumfuck nowhere is what's polluting the earth. Right. Yeah. Because they, they take shits and they, they fart. Yeah. yeah. Right. I had, I had a professor that, and this is again, kind of going a little off topic, but I have a professor uh, in college that said that if India picked up, because China, like in the past, like five, six, maybe decade, five, six years, maybe decade has uh, really gotten into beef and like just just to eat like hamburgers and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And if India did that, then that's like a seventh or an eighth of the world's population right there. And, if, and they're, you know, they don't eat beef over there. So yeah, yeah if they started running, eating beef, they're just running. I mean, they, I mean, like there's no, like when it comes to like conservation for deer, I mean, we have hunting season 
and then there's people making sure that the population is under control, but they're straight up. They don't, they can't, they're not doing anything to them. Like they're letting them run free yeah. breeding. None of the, none of the bulls are getting castrated. So there's hundreds, thousands and thousands of bulls running around breeding. Yeah. Constantly. But honestly, the thing that I was getting at is the, the manufactured plants that, yeah, you know, make beef that yeah. that produce and like slaughterhouses and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. If they had that over there, where it's just mass farms, because you mm -hmm. know how much land mm -hmm. is needed per cow. Yeah, I mean it's a lot. Especially I don't know the exact numbers, but it's yeah, it's, like because I mean, there's there's probably parts in India that are pretty dry, so you're gonna mm -hmm. probably need at least. I mean, some places in uh, America, you need it's recommended for like ten acres a cow. But then mm -hmm. other places, it's like half an acre of cow. So I'm yeah. sure there's places like that in India too. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. And then the population is big, so there's less room for them. But but basically, what I was getting at is that if they picked up like like slaughterhouses and stuff like that for beef, yeah, he said that the it it would just be detrimental and irreversible effects, like mm -hmm. more so than ever. Yeah. On just like from them. Mm -hmm consuming beef alone yeah i mean just because of the environmental yeah. effects that cows have on yeah their surroundings possibly going back i was just came to mind when it comes like so they we all we're always talking about alternate forms of energy but my thing was like remember when the lockdown happened and i don't I didn't. I think the lockdown was the stupidest thing. I think it was pointless and it pro it wasn't needed. But when the lockdown yeah. in the entire like when the entire world was pretty much locked down, mm -hmm. or I mean, remember none of the cars were going around and and everything. Yeah, there was nothing happening. I mean, mm -hmm. other than essential stuff. None of like the and big factories. Yeah, were and on. I'm pretty yeah. sure I've heard I heard a lot of stuff that's saying that that kind of that that kind of like. Helped, it helped the environment at least a little bit and it had to of yeah no yeah and that's no. kind of what i was saying earlier like in mm -hmm. china so they like, they turned yeah. off all the factories mm -hmm. and they could actually see the sun for one they yeah. could see the well, sun see, like and animals came back that, that's the thing like if it's it, it, like there's people that are going around fear-mongering like they're saying like if we do not fix this right now we're all going to die within the next 10 years but they've been saying that for the past 40 years they need yeah. something for us to be scared of mm -hmm. but to me if they were really, if they really believed that we were going to die in the next 10 years because of what we're doing, they wouldn't be advocating for something that would be less, they, they would, they would be, that would be what happened in the lockdown. They would want everything to stop because if it's that desperate, we need to, they, to them, they should be advocating that we need to do that, but they're not, they're yeah. trying to get other stuff. They're trying to get other stuff that isn't even that still has all this like while they're, but they're driving in there, they're flying in their private Jets planes to, to go tell us how my truck is polluting the earth and, mm -hmm. and my yeah. cow is killing babies. They and, fly like a three mile drive. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, well, I mean, and I think there's a, like a sweet spot of getting rid of things and integrating new things into society yeah. that nobody's even, Nobody, to my knowledge anyways, is really pushing for in a very proactive way because mm -hmm. you can't just outlaw diesel trucks. Yeah. You, you can't. It, I mean, yeah. I mean, the trucking be, industry period yeah. is enormous. 
and yeah. provides goods all mm-hmm. across America. Mm-hmm. And that's just America. That's just America. Not, yeah. And if you were to straight outlaw them right now, yeah, that'd be more detrimental than anything. Yeah. But to, you know, I think Elon Musk has, you know, some semi truck. Yeah. He has yeah. the electric semi truck. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it goes really like it accelerates extremely fast. fast compared mm-hmm. to a diesel one. And it's like yeah. if they were going to, I mean, and I know this kind of gets into how are they going to charge them and stuff like that. But mm-hmm. say it is more environmentally conscious. Yeah. Say it is cleaner. Mm-hmm. If they were to introduce a cleaner source of of trucking, first of all, it uh, takes a lot in order for stuff like that to be cheap. And it takes a while for that to be fully integrated. Yeah. To be fully utilized in society. I mean, they're, and, I mean, they're still testing the... They're still testing Tesla like self-driving stuff, like, mm-hmm. and the thing right. is, like, like there's always like something's going to go wrong. Something like that seems like to me that seems like a lot of technology that something could go wrong. And then also you have the human aspect. There's there's still going to be humans on the road. So unless you can take off take off all the humans, then I mean stuff's going to happen. And then and then what happens like when a cyber truck breaks mm-hmm. or somebody doesn't see the truck and something happens and a person dies. And then now you're back to square one. Cause everyone's going to be like, well, I don't trust those. I don't yeah. trust the, yeah. sorry, the, those semis. And I, I mean, that, yeah, and there's, wheel. there's speed bumps like that with almost yeah. every new technology. Yeah. I mean, and of course it's not going to be, he's not going to hit it right on the head the first oh, yeah. time around. Mm-hmm. But, uh, Jacob, I'm sorry. I was Go just going to say like, uh, big oil companies, are going to utilize that one accident yeah. to advocate against electrical, electric cars. 100%. Because they don't want that. They mm-hmm. want people reliant on yeah. gasoline, well, oil, those mid- and diesel. Those Middle Eastern countries don't want that either because that's like yeah. one of their main things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's so the reason gonna... we were in yeah. Afghanistan, <laughs> Iraq, yeah. the Middle East itself. Mm-hmm. We, we needed all that oil yeah. sweet and nectar. sweet sweet american nectar yeah but, but they're not gonna they're not gonna let that happen yeah, they're not gonna no, let it happen no especially especially even if they were to let it happen it would not happen overnight let, let's say we were pro changing energy sources mm-hmm. like wholehearted you know yeah full push like full die send. hard yep. it would not happen overnight no no it could not happen overnight especially no. with the infrastructure and everything that we have set up currently in America. I mean, it would be, it would be like one of the, I mean, it would go straight to almost anarchy. I think Yeah, if they were to just shut up, I mean, the amount of people that would just, the the amount of stuff that wouldn't be able to be transported right away, Mm -hmm. the amount of people going out to get the last of the gas. I mean, it would be insane. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it would be. But my thing is too, is just like, like, I think that would be the stupidest thing to do, but why aren't these people that saying that the entire human race is going to be extinct in the next 10 years? Why aren't they advocating for that? Cause they're not, you're right. Cause they're, they're all they're, all they want. They're just, they're thinking money and they need us scared. Cause they have, I think that I don't know what it is, but I think they have something else. They have another, they have a, they have another end goal. Yeah. They have they some sort scared. of stake. It's like it's like it's like the Y two K stuff. Like yeah. they're like Y two K. My like my, my mom, she's uh she's in her fifties. And I mean she said like throughout her life it's been just 
Doomsday in 10 years. (laughs) Yeah, one after the other. Just something is going to happen. And... They, I mean, they said in 2000 that the world, like they said that Y2K was going to end the world. Then they said that uh, right. they've been saying global warming was going to screw stuff over the, forever. And the, it's 2022 the, and nothing's happened yet. It is such yeah. a complex system of equations that no person could ever comprehend mm-hmm. it in one, in one lifetime period. Yeah. So it's, yeah. I just, I just don't think that. I, there's such large margins of error yeah. in everyone's calculation that, I mean, it could be thrown off by a decade. It could yeah. be thrown off by a year. could be thrown off by a decade. Yeah. could be thrown off by 50 years. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's and, uh, the war, and crazy. the thing is like, cause I've seen a lot of stuff. Like they always talk about the ice caps melting and, but I was, I saw this article. It was on TikTok. And I saw, and I, I tried to go find it and it was, it's been a while, so I can't really remember, but it was something like, yeah, there are ice caps. There are, the ice is melting in parts, mm-hmm. but there's other parts where they're getting bigger. Mm-hmm. And, and for me, it's like, like, and I remember or like before winter, before this went, this past winter, they were, it's, it was global warming, global warming, global warming, then winter hit. And then they change global warming to climate change. They yeah. change it to climate change because so, so so they switch it and it's just like, well, it's just, it's climate change. So it's going to flu- uh, fluctuate. I'm like, well, well, you were just calling it global warming. It's uh, obviously not getting warm. It, the, the thing is with that, they call it global warming. They called it global warming because the average degree was going up. The average temperature was going up all around the earth. However, climate change now is referring to everything that's happening mm-hmm. more rain less rain uh yeah extreme they like it extreme drought so yeah. even if it is something that is just i mean the world's been around for thousands and thousands of years there's there this had to have ha- this has to have happened multiple times where there's a lot of rain one year less rain this year but yeah, they're but- using it they're using this stuff as their way to fear fear monger okay we're gonna have to take a break right here because we're hitting the 30 minute mark we'll be back shortly and we're back so we left off on climate change and i think the biggest thing that they're trying to advocate for that to help with that is renewable energy so like wind uh hydroelectric geothermal solar all those are renewable energies that they're trying to advocate for and i've heard a few stories that i'd like i kind of want to talk about there's this one guy that made a car run on water like any kind of water any kind of water that you can think of salt water spring water, just normal distilled water. It ran for like 200 plus miles on one liter of water. And uh, it's not just, ele- it's not just hydro- hydropower, it's actually hydrogen power. So like it's splitting the atoms from the H2O and just turning it into H2 and O 
So hydrogen and oxygen, and it's using that hydrogen to actually power everything. And I thought that was really interesting just cause like they use that hydrogen. Hydrogen is very powerful yeah. as an energy. Hydrogen gas. Hydrogen Spe- gas. Yes. Hydrogen gas specifically, but it can also be very explosive and violent if not used properly or stored properly. Yeah. And the Hindenburg is a great example because like, kaboom, yeah. Oh, the humanity. But from what I could see, everything that he had on that car was perfectly fine. Yeah. Like he was on the news. Yeah. And on a local news station, of course, nothing big because they didn't want him to get out. Like why? Like I never, I hadn't heard of this until you brought it up. I mean, how have, like, why are we hearing about this, these lithium battery, like these electric cars? And why aren't we hearing about that? Maybe we should be hearing about both of them. Exactly. But, and this was like, this was, I think, a decade ago that he was on a new station. But, like, that car just as itself is so unbelievably groundbreaking just because, like, even if it didn't work super efficiently, if he got it to run on water without it being steam powered, of course. Yeah, it's it's called electrolysis. Yes. Well that's what it's called. Electrolysis. The the process of breaking down the atoms. You you basically take the oxygen off of the H two O yeah. and make hydrogen gas and oxygen. Yeah. So like Yeah. And it could be perfected too. Like yeah. even if it did, even if his full on idea was just a complete failure, if you, I mean, if it got out, there would be people who have different ideas, and there was, and there, and he could get people to get on board to help him, possibly change the world. Exactly. No, well, I do it. want to point out that Toyota, and I, when I was growing up, I saw a commercial for a, I think it was a Toyota that had a hydrogen engine a hydrogen gas powered engine and hot toy. And yeah, look this up is a Toyota hydrogen engine. And I think that they're still trying to push that a little today. I've never heard of anything like a big car corporation. Yeah. Yeah. Cause usually they wouldn't try to do that. Right. So I think it's, it's kind of a, uh, it looks like they do. They use it a lot for racing. I don't know much about this type of racing, but it's a it's a Corolla, and and it's ex, it's still an experimental. Yeah, but I think they use it. But it's a hydrogen power combustion engine. Well, like, okay, so back to the guy that I was talking about. Yeah. He, it was weird because like. Uh, there are reports that one day he w- he ran out of his house yelling, they've poisoned me, they've poisoned me. Yeah. And that was like a month after he was on the news, which is just kind of weird of its- even yeah. of itself. Like how is it all, like all these people that come up with, like you hear like a news story about someone come up with a cure for cancer 
never yeah. hear anything about it again. Or all these people, so called, they either commit suicide, quote quote, yeah, or they go crazy, and then you never hear from them. Again. Jeffrey Epstein, yeah, <laughs> but like, yeah, so you Hillary. <laughs> here's a knock on the door uh but yeah it's just really strange to me that well it's kind of scary to me that that happens because like they don't want seems like they do not want anybody to come up with something that is actually efficient because because they because it's either it's not going to work for their plan for what I believe is the one world order or they can't make money off of it. Yeah. As much money. The thing is, it is, I don't know about efficiency, but it does cut down on pollution. Yeah. Yeah. Because efficiency wise, it does take a lot of electricity to, yeah, to separate atoms basically to, to create a reaction. Yeah. And this guy, uh, obviously, they lost the prototype of the car, mm-hmm. but this guy, like he might've found a way, a more efficient way to do that though. Yeah. But we'll That's never hell. know because yeah. you'll never hear from it again. Nope. And then there's, so another guy also made something that was, that ran off hydrogen power mm-hmm. and it was a cutting torch. So I don't know if you guys have heard much of this, but like all he does is it's basically like he opens a fuel tank almost and just pours a bottle of water in there and he's able to cut through like thick, thick steel that you wouldn't really be able to cut through a cut through it with an ordinary cutting torch. And when he's done, that the tip of the torch isn't hot at all, which is really impressive because with a normal torch, you first off, you wouldn't be able to cut through as thick a steel as he was. And second, you would not be, even if you did, you would not be able to touch that tip. Mm -hmm. I'll touch tip. (laughs) JK. (laughs) <laughs> but <laughs> but so then like o- so is it like oxygen hydrogen like because i because i'm looking it up it's like o- oxy hydrogen generator water welding flame polishing machine twenty seven hundred dollars <laughs> no i don't think it was that because it was it wasn't a welding it was yeah, a cutting yeah, torch cutting. and he said like the, i saw a, i was watching a video on it and he said that it was a hydrogen hydrogen powered hydrogen powered yeah, yeah. Like, and he even, he even like went into detail that like it separates the hydrogen and the oxygen gases, like we've said about 50 other times, but like, I don't know, I I don't know uh, how that I'm confused on how the tip would be cool. Cause I've seen, I've seen the, the video that you're talking about. Yeah. And because when there's an open flame like that, there's an intense amount of energy loss. Yeah. Well, I don't, I don't know if it has something to do with the pro the actual material properties of that tip. I don't think it does because like on a normal cutting torch, obviously you take a striker and you light it 
you light the torch and then you turn on the oxygen to get it set to a certain uh, the certain flame you want right this one all he did was he pushed down on the lever for the cutting part for the cutting torch and it just automatically started hmm. which was really it was kind of weird because mm-hmm. i was like where where yeah. was the flame yeah. wait yeah. you didn't start it but then he showed the hole that he made which is mm-hmm. really cool because usually on cutting torches you have to heat up the metal and then punch the hole it was just really amazing to yeah. me and he was also on a local news station and about a month or a few weeks later got, yeah literally got government entered the chat he they went to his shop they confiscated literally everything that he that had to do with that see why and i like i'm sure there might be a like a reason but uh, we haven't heard it it's and what exactly is I see. I don't know if there's any government regulation around that because if if there is, that gives the, the government gave themselves the right to mm-hmm. go in and take that and yeah. no questions about it. You know, yeah. And well, they, but, and then but that's another thing like, I don't oh, know. The government said so. Yeah, yeah. That's so annoying. yeah. But at the same time, I I have an appreciation for people to create that stuff by themselves and not re- require a big corporation manufacturer to buy that from i guess yeah and it's really impressive too it is he made it himself yeah and there's and so did the other guy the other guy made that car from scratch Mm -hmm. by By like by himself yep it's it's really i think it's really impressive that they just made that by themselves like Mm -hmm. i don't think i could make a cutting torch just a regular cutting torch by myself yeah i it's it's I can mar- barely make my breakfast. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's some high quality you you have to do some high quality stuff. I mean, people that work with that stuff are not idiots. They have to be trained or else they're going to light a yeah. match in a room full of hydrogen gas yeah. and mm-hmm. yeah, you'll hear about it kind of thing. Yeah. Uh <laughs> but my thing is is like we're not I'm not sure what happened to him, but like, I mean, so I mean, these people that are making drugs, I mean, they get out, they get out, and we hear about them. They're like, "Oh, this yeah. drug guy, he went to rehab and all this." And not saying that's a bad thing, but we're never going to hear from this guy. Again. Yeah, well, this guy wasn't arrested or anything. Well, I know, but but like whenever, but you I, don't, know, but yeah, you don't, because then there'd be records. Yeah, of it. But like, uh, I did hear. Took him out. I forgot to say that I did hear that. Whenever they did come and see him, they told him and his family not to talk about what they created. Yeah, okay. I I think... And it was weird to me. Yeah, I don't like the idea of that. So, that was hydrogen energy. Uh, We also have... I mean... Okay, let's go to wind energy. Let's go to wind. Okay. Uh, Those giant wind turbines they can only be put in certain places around the country because the giant ones yeah yeah okay the giant ones yes because you need so much uh power from the wind alone just to move those giant blades and right. the 
the environmental impact on those have you have you ever seen like a base for yeah, one of those they're big the they're giant yeah. and it's all made out of concrete mm-hmm. and it's like it's so far deep into the ground and it's spread yeah. so far out yeah and, and they br- and the thing is those they need lubricant yeah so which is oil, oil. Which oil. Is so but synthetic then, or natural and yeah. oh so so don't get me wrong when they're when they're set up when they're okay when it's all said and done they're set up and they're going it's not polluting it's making energy it's doing its thing mm-hmm. but the thing is for one you have to have them on a most of the time they're on a flat place that and you're probably not gonna be able to use that you can't grow anything there yeah because the, of all the concrete uh, the, that's underneath it the birds are hopefully going to go around it they might get I mean, yeah, that's, them. that's one of the big yeah. things about yeah. like birds have mm-hmm. certain patterns that they fly when yeah. they're migrating and yeah. well, when then, you plant a, and then these things are going to break. And right the thing the is like, they're like, like we said, they're big, but they're, I mean, they're extremely big. Like I've yeah. seen, like you see, like they have to have like, they have to like shut down roads for like trucks to get the, just one of the fins back or whatever they call them mm-hmm. yeah. back on. But the thing is, like, yeah, when that thing's all set up, it's not doing anything. But now this big truck's got to replace a part. They have to send people up there. S- stuff can break. They can. I've seen a lot of them catch on fire. I mean, that's just time. maintenance with all, just about any kind yeah. of source of fuel mm-hmm. or energy, though. Yeah. Or, like that's yeah. that's just. Yeah, but that's one of I'm the maintenance saying, costs. Like, and I'm saying I'm what I'm saying is like I. And I understand that, like, mm-hmm. of course that's going to happen. Something's always going to happen. Something's always going to go wrong. Mm-hmm. But they try to paint it as this is the only way and this is perfect and nothing, there's no anything that this that has to do with the wind or solar, all this stuff, nothing bad happens to the environment, which I, is false. I, I agree with that. Yeah. I agree that they promote the good stuff yeah. and hide the yeah. bad stuff. However, yeah. that's when pe- – because how are you going to sell a product? Oh, yeah. It, you know, it doesn't doesn't exactly yeah. do that all all the right way. Yeah. You know, and it but it does use a little oil, but like I'm a big capitalist, and I think that they should be able like that's their product. They should be able to sell it, mm-hmm. but also at the same time, the big government people are trying to make us scared that the world's going to end, and then those people are playing off of normal people's fear mm-hmm. to sell a product. You don't yeah. see somebody. See, you don't see somebody going out. Like, yeah, they're probably lying about selling F-150s. They're lying about it. They're not going to say the bad things, but they're not sitting there like, if you don't buy this F-150, the world's going to end. Right. Literally. You know. I I hate to... I feel like that's down to corporate greed, and yeah. I wish that wouldn't happen, but I... Yeah. I and honestly, I want to believe that there was a time where that didn't exist. But it's always. But it's it's yeah. common core now. Mm-hmm. I mean, it you we're not getting rid of it yeah. anytime soon. Yeah, which is sad. Yeah, but and like I don't, I don't think they really could get rid of those giant wind turbines right by themselves. Like they're already up. You yeah, just gonna have yeah. to leave them. Mm-hmm. Well, might as well. Yeah, and and for just as like a a precursor, a lot of these. Uh, alternative energies are like using some kind of movement and transferring that into mechanical energy, which produces electricity by somehow create like moving a magnetic field inside of copper coils. Yeah. And 
And that is the basis of a lot of energy, period. Like a lot of energy generation, period, is is that concept. And that's that's why everything you see is a turbine and it just spins, creates that magnet or moves that magnetic field mm-hmm. around, like inside of those copper coils and moves it. And that's that's kind of the basis that we're that we're going off of alternative energy. So mm-hmm. the wind hits the turbine, that turns into mechanical energy, which then turns that magnetic field in the copper wire and creates electric energy. Mm-hmm. And and I just want to like preface that for yeah like and that's that's the basis of a lot of these yeah especially like hydroelectric that water moves through there spins a turbine spins the electromagnetic field in those copper coils creates electricity yeah that kind of gets uh hydroelectric energy out of the way yeah <laughs> basically that's basically all that we so need to say about that this one is on so they uh, conserveenergyfuture.com has the cons for wind energy mm-hmm. and they have seven. So it's, there's wind, the wind re- reliability. So like, what if there's no wind? Inconsistency right. of wind. Right. Yeah. And it says wind turbines could be a threat to wildlife, like we said with the birds. And then again, like, I mean, they got to be in certain places, mm-hmm. certain locations, like you can't put them everywhere. So, and there's going to be trucks out there setting them up. They're going to be taking a while. Like, yeah, it might, the wildlife might be able to adapt to it, but it might mess stuff up. Mm-hmm. Then it says they're expensive to set up. Of course they I mean, are. They're very expensive. Very expensive. And then not only that, but they, but if they break, that's another thing. That's, that's a maintenance. Yeah. And then, then that, that's a safe, like that puts people at risk too. Cause I, I saw one story of like, uh, I think they were up there changing something on one and it blew up. Really? And I think, yeah. I think, one, I think, I don't remember it and don't quote me on this, but I think it was like either two or three people, one died when it blew up and the other mm-hmm. two had to like jump off and they died. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm like, and of course that doesn't happen on any, on every time and it, yeah. other stuff, it, it happens in everything. But you, he, you hear the, those kind of spikes, yeah. like negative spikes a yeah. lot. And it, I'm not saying, I'm not trying to downplay yeah. those deaths because yeah. those are very real. Yeah. However, that doesn't happen every day. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. yeah. But yeah. go ahead. Sorry. So then uh, then it says it could lead to noise and visual pollution. True. So, I mean, I mean, honestly, though, like down to it, they, I don't think they look that bad. No. But yeah. it's kind of cool seeing them. Kinda, I, I've yeah. been to like, like northern Missouri yeah. area mm-hmm. and kind of up there is, is pretty cool when you're driving and yeah. it's one road through this entire field mm-hmm. and yeah. it's you can't see another road and it's just you. It's kind of cool. Yeah, yeah it's kind of cool to see just fields and fields of them, but mm-hmm. it's... Then it says it yeah. says shadow flicker. I'm not sure what that oh, is. Oh, yeah. Oh, the flicker. Oh, like, yeah, you don't want to... Uh, <laughs> you don't want to mess the, with that. <laughs> when the blades are turning, like, it'll uh, flicker on the sun. So, like, oh. in, in a oh. window. So, you know, like... If somebody's yeah. opening and closing the curtain, yeah, okay. like that effect, yeah. yeah, like strobing effect almost, kind of, yeah. yeah, okay. And I and I don't know, I don't know about this. This could be somebody that's just against it. But I've heard, I've heard sometimes it takes a while before that turbine pays for itself. Oh, it, it takes. It, that's it yeah. Takes that's one of the time. biggest yeah. negatives about alternative mm-hmm. energies, and that's something that I'll I kind of want to hit a little later on when we kind of discuss them all. Okay, yeah. so. Well, that's about it. Okay. Okay. Uh, so I think we hit all that for wind. I mm-hmm. think 
And then I kind of want to move on to solar because yeah, solar, solar. I saw one thing that was kind of interesting for solar. So you know what solar panels look like, mm-hmm. right? So this, they're blue. You can't see through them. It's not like you're gonna make a window out of them, but you can now. Yeah. One guy made a like a solar a solar a- panel that looked like glass yeah you could yeah. see straight you could through see it through it yeah and it and it uh produced energy from it, the sun yeah, yeah. it produced energy and see that i thought that was really see, cool that, that's really cool and see like my thing is i'm i don't think that like i don't think this is necessarily the answer but i mean look at like the other stuff we were saying where the government kind of comes in and says no but then this stuff like that's cool. He's he's innovating. He has and he innovated, and that's that's cool. And I don't think mm-hmm. I'm not saying that solar, wind, and all these alternative energies aren't going to be a thing. Like I think we can benefit from all of them, but I think going all in is what I'm against. But see, that's mm-hmm. he's innovating. I totally yeah, agree with that. Like yeah. I'm not against somebody having yeah. some solar panels. Yeah, because like as, and like especially if especially if they have like windows that are also solar panels i mm-hmm. think that'd be cool as heck mm-hmm. yeah i mean well, that like, would be i mean very you don't, cool so now you don't like if you think like that's a cool thing because if you think like solar panels are ugly for some reason i mean you have to have windows on your house mm-hmm. yeah if you if there's gonna be sun coming up might as, <laughs> might well, as well use that yeah. Yeah. yeah i mean ultimate yeah. energy in the sky right yeah. there See, um, and that's another thing like so when it comes to like solar like with the wind like what if the wind's not there or what mm-hmm. if it's cloudy for the sort of solar? What if right. it's cloudy? Right. Well, then, there, there's also a thing like they do have uh, storage batteries yeah. hooked up to it. And that's true. Yeah. Yeah. But like for those rainy days or yeah. cloudy days. But like then again, solar panels are efficient up to five years. Then yeah. you have oh, really? to take like a lot of maintenance. Well, and it's then it kind of starts to get yeah hard to maintain them. And and that's the thing too is like every every little gadget I've had little gadgets here that are solar powered, solar panel included kind of thing that helps power whatever you know the the things needed for but I've never had just about any good luck with them. Yeah. Well, calcu- well, for for an extended like calculator. Oh yeah, dude, those, those things, things last for fucking ever. Dude, yeah. I have one from I want to say seventh grade yeah my mom shout out to my mom uh (laughs) mom you know who you are she gave me two like choices yeah and i picked the one with the little solar like panel on it yeah best choice of my life yeah but those are also like really basic yeah things to power but it's still really cool Yeah. yeah and i like it when you cover it and the the little thing starts to fade and i'm like (laughs) You're like choking. Thank it God. <laughs> Thank God for the light in this room right now. But one I would say one of the biggest disadvantages of solar is that it's based on not solely, but almost solely on uh square footage. Mm-hmm. Because you do only have so much yeah. square footage and you can't stack them because the ones underneath are shaded. Mm-hmm. Well that, that that goes into like the square footage thing. Mm-hmm. Like I've seen, cause I saw, I, I saw this, uh, TikTok or it was a video on, it might've been on Facebook. They're like, we could power so many countries or how many ever houses if we covered 
this amount of the Sahara Desert with. Mm. I'm like, okay, Solar great. Panels. But well, for one, that'd be expensive, of course. Mm-hmm. But two, like all these solar power places and everything, I mean, they're for to better the environment, but and you are better in the environment, but now you take you took away all those little little bugs, mm-hmm. little uh quail and everything, you took away their environment because they're not gonna I mean, it's it's yeah, that's a, the sun. They're that's a cost take, benefit analysis yeah, right there. See, they, I mean, you really yeah. have to get del- mm-hmm. delve into that because nothing you do Yeah. There's everything you do has a consequence, a consequence yeah. positive like, or negative. Yeah. And some a lot of the times both. Yeah. Also though, if you did make a entire field to power the whole country with uh, mm-hmm. solar power, yeah, you wouldn't need those uh, coal plants anymore. You wouldn't yeah. need. But then again, in, you wouldn't need any of those. Yeah, and that would that but would almost. What, uh, what what about the global warming and or <laughs> what about the climate change? Like what like what if like yeah, there's they can they can store the energy. What happens when they've they put everything they put all of our money into they put everything into solar power, and the sun just doesn't come out for enough time. Yeah, then right. The backup runs out. What's going to happen then? So, for now, we're we're hitting the thirty minute mark again. So, uh, we'll cut it here for now, and we'll be back. And we're back. So, we left off with solar and. Ethan, you wanted to say something about that? Yeah, so honestly, it's been a little bit since we uh, came back from the break, but basically it takes about nine years, nine to 12 years for solar to pay for itself. And that's, I think that's a generous estimate. Um, With everything, I mean, people underestimate maintenance costs, period. Especially like spikes, like spike maintenance costs where something goes down completely or something just breaks. People yeah. don't prepare for that when they should and they get mad when it uh, occurs and they didn't prepare for it. Yeah, And I think that's one of the big setbacks for solar is when stuff like that goes wrong, then they're like, oh, well, it was solar's fault and not... Oh, why didn't we prepare for yeah. this? Why didn't why we didn't... put that in our budget yeah. whenever we made it? Yeah. Whether that be environmental, like tornado, you know, takes out half a field of solar panels, something yeah. like, or, mm-hmm. or just wire gets chewed on by a squirrel, you know, that's sitting on a yeah. house of a, a the roof of a house. Yeah. Because yeah. uh, I don't know what I've been looking up on YouTube, but every freaking ad that I see on YouTube now is if you live in Missouri and have a roof, you know, you could put solar panels on it to, you know, cut down costs and it's only this much. Your cost will be 33 cents a month. But right now what's kind of making me mad is that the government is, is, um, helping out with those, you know, in a lot of ways, I don't know if they're giving tax breaks. I can't remember, but they're, they're giving incentives Mm -hmm. where it's like 20, let's say it's like 22% this year, but next year it's going to be 20. And then the next year it's going to be 18. Like, I'm pretty sure that's in, uh, that's what's happening. And I mean, that's just counterproductive if what they want to push is solar. 
You know what I mean? Yeah. And, but I don't know if that's like a fear thing where it's like, oh, well, it'll be lower next year, so we might as well get it right now, you know, kind of thing Yeah. that they're hoping to push onto people. So, so like, that, that could be it, but I don't know. Uh, earlier we talked about Elon Musk and his uh, Tesla semi. semi. Uh, he's... He's. I'm pretty sure he's a big advocate for solar panels because he yep. said that we could take like a corner of one state, Utah, basically. Yeah, a corner of Utah. Mm-hmm. Sorry, Mormons. And and that'd be enough to power the whole country. Yeah. Which I feel like that's kind of an overestimation, but I don't know. I don't know if it is or not. But yeah. like yeah i mean that'd be that would be a massive that'd be a massive what is it like a hundred a hundred two hundred square miles or something like that I mean, that's a bit i mean that that's is just huge. a big area that's a a big amount of money and that's just a lot of cooperation and a lot of stuff that can go wrong mm-hmm. that, that's that's a big area to cover with area. and i the materials that make solar panels are kind of not environmentally friendly in and of themselves so like yeah is it they have lithium in them, don't they? I honestly don't know. I honestly don't know. But well, I'm not going to say I'm not going to say they do because I don't on know the either. surface level. But I wonder what would happen if you stacked a whole bunch of glass ones on top of each other. Yeah, if like it, this, if it would power the same. Or... Yeah, or like the the efficiency difference between the between top the top and, and the bottom. bottom. But and, is it and that gradient? It, yeah. Like, I, and see, that's how I like. That's just that just goes to show how smart certain people are. Because I don't. I mean, because the the sun's got to be. I mean, the light's one hundred percent going through it. But yeah. how much of it is, is it, capturing? Is it harvesting basically? It's, it harvesting it's capturing. It? It's it's getting a certain uh light. I thought it was just like photons. I think. And, yeah, I, mean, I think so. But like, I mean, those. Occur it's at, capturing yeah. that, but letting everything else through. So there's ba- So there wouldn't be anything left for the one behind it, right? I don't know. That's, that's the thing. The thing. I, I don't know not, the science yeah. behind the glass. It might not capture every single yeah. uh, photon, mm-hmm. yeah. but like, either way, the your visible light's going through it while, yeah. while uh, it's also the, being harvested. In it. Yeah, it's kind of. Yeah, which, but it, yeah, it would be really interesting to yeah. see what that would be like. I think that'd be really cool. But do you want to move on to yeah, geothermal uh, and geothermal is the last one of like the renewable right resources. Uh and do you guys kind of know what geothermal really is? Yeah, it's from what I've seen, it's basically using the heat of the earth and heating up water. And again, it's yeah, a lot of this is steam powered. It's just finding a different heat source to produce the steam. Yeah. And there's different uh mechanisms and there's different operations used for some geothermal plants so some geothermal plants literally just harvest the steam from the water reservoir underground Mm -hmm. and use that to make a turbine or not make a turn a turbine yeah turbine and create that energy some use a massive heat exchanger to get the energy from the water underground use it to heat up a a liquid with a lower vapor pressure. I mm-hmm. think it's a lower vapor pressure. And that basically volatilizes everything a little bit easier than water because there's a lot water has a very it's it's very hard to heat up. Um 
that's why a lot of times you throw water on fire and it suppresses it because yeah. it takes a lot of energy to heat that up. So there's other liquids that are less, take less energy to volatilize, go into the air and turn a turbine. So some of them use different, like use a heat exchanger, mm-hmm. get that energy from the water underneath, transfer that to another liquid that's easier to volatilize move that into the turbine and create an energy like that. I don't know if that, it sounds more efficient to me, Mm -hmm. but I don't know how efficient that actually is. I don't know what they're using and stuff like that. Well, they might, the liquids they use might not create as much steam as like, right. Well, I mean, water itself. It's just movement though. Yeah. is, Is all it is. I mean, I would say that the more you volatilize, and this is just what I'm thinking right now, if you were to volatilize more than, it would be a better energy system overall mm-hmm. just because it's, I mean, just moving that up into the air is, is the main, is one of the main aspects of turning that turbine. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, yeah. Well, geothermal, I don't know. Do you guys know if there's like any geothermal plants in the United States? Uh, Northern California, I think, and Southern uh, Oregon. Is that those those know. line each other? Uh, but yeah, that a lot of power—not a lot of power, but some that that's some of the main ones that I've heard about in in the research that I've done here a little bit. And they, I I don't know which kind of method they use, but mm-hmm. I I think that's where it's used a lot of the time. Yeah, uh, what I've read is that like the most efficient place in the United States, anyway, mm-hmm. that we could use for geothermal is Yellowstone Yellowstone national park. I mean, that's cause it's right there. Yeah. It's It's like so shallow. Yeah. Yeah. And there's all those geysers too. There's all Mm -hmm. that, all the hot springs Mm -hmm. and those would be just 100% perfect for geothermal, but we can't use that. We can't utilize it because it's a national park. Right. Mm -hmm. And I'm not saying like we should go, screw screw the national park let's yeah. go make one no i'm not saying that but like it kind of sucks that yeah. we can't utilize that i would i would think that they could build something like that and use it almost to educate people yeah. on the geothermal yeah. um just energy harvesting kind mm-hmm. of and i mean they could use it you know walk into the main building of the parks department down there. And they're like, this is all powered by the plant that we're going to go yeah. look at. And I think that would, that would help people appreciate the power more, but also I know how in, intrusive those power plants can be. And that's another thing. A lot of the times, if they're not like just reservoirs right on the surface, like Yellowstone, they have to be mm-hmm. like where fault lines are. Yeah. I think it's easier for the water to go up. Mm-hmm. on a fault line. Yeah. And that's why it's kind of out towards California. Yeah, that makes sense. So I was I'm looking... That one anyways. Though. I'm looking yeah. again at like uh, disadvantages uh, for it. And I'm on TWIglobal.com. And it says they have three disadvantages for geothermal. They have location restricted. It's uh, kind of like the fault line. I yeah. Think, kind it of says thing. this... Uh, so like they say like a place like Iceland is mm-hmm. it's very accessible then they have uh the environmental side effects uh says does not typically release greenhouse gases 
but but there are when they're digging that can release stuff into the atmosphere yeah and then the equipment that they're using yeah uh, then it says it also geothermal energy also can ru- runs the risk of triggering earthquakes. Yeah, and that's that's another so, thing. And I'm I'm not a big fracking guy. I don't like yeah. fracking. I don't like the idea of fracking. I yeah. don't like the idea of creating um, oil and stuff that isn't almost naturally there. And I I don't know. Once you start digging and scraping the bottom of the barrel for stuff like that, that's that's where I get a little concerned. You, you know, you don't like fracking. I thought you had a girlfriend. But it says, but it does say, however, since that most geothermal plants are away from population centers, Mm -hmm. the implications of these earthquakes are relatively minor. Right. But then again, I mean, yeah, it's not hurting people, but Mm -hmm. it's still hurting the environment environment, itself. And the environment includes animals and everything. So trees, plants, just the whole geo. Scope of it also says high cost, of course. I mean, right? I mean, what isn't high cost though? I mean, seriously, when they put high cost in there, of course, it's going to be high cost. Yeah, you want it to be low cost, fund it. Yeah, like, 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 not fund it, just pour money into it, just allow it to grow, fund it for a little bit, allow it to grow, and it'll eventually become something integral to the society, like oil, like gas, like, yep, any kind of fossil, like coal i mean i'm just saying like if we were to go off of solar right now mm-hmm. if we if we were on solar right now instead of gas mm-hmm. to go to fossil fuels would be an expensive alternative yeah. i mean that's all i'm saying yeah. i'm not but i'm not dismissing that at all i'm just yeah. saying that's because it, where that it could have been it was expensive when like cars were first being made they yeah. had to do all this so it's like well it's gonna be expensive well now it's not yeah assembly line that yeah um also, with the gases, I don't know what kind of gases they hit and release, but uh, there's, I mean, there's harvesting methods for gases too. So, like landfills and stuff, they produce some methane mm-hmm. and they have torches that burn that methane if they don't have any kind of harvesting uh, or if they, they harvest it and torch it, basically, mm-hmm. if, uh, if they have too much of it. But because methane is four, I think it's four times more harmful than co2 so if you burn it then it's less harmful yeah so that's kind of the, the i think that's the methodology kind of around it the whole idea idea around it anyways but uh that could be something that if you know we strike some kind of methane source some uh, kind of natural gas source i don't know well they we could harvest that and use that as another energy source like somewhere else you know what i mean yeah I, somebody did like a long time ago uh one time and it was like i want to say it was in the middle east where they made where they got this mm-hmm. i don't know why but whenever they found it i'm pretty sure somebody threw like a grenade or some kind of flammable thing cuz they makes sense they <laughs> did <laughs> they didn't know what was in there and it caught flame and it was like the biggest uh, methane deposit of gas that has ever been found. Right. And it's still burning. Yeah. It's insane. Yeah. Cause like, I like, think I've heard of stuff like that. Like yeah. not, not maybe not that exact one, but I think I'm maybe that exact one, but yeah, I think I've, I've heard that before. Yeah. So 
I think we should move on to the one that I'm really, that I really like, nuclear power. Yeah. And I can already hear butt clenches when I said nuclear power from people listening. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Nuclear power has been around for a while. I mean, obviously people have heard of Chernobyl. That's like the biggest one. Well, and, and, I think, Island, I and think they think they, thing. the thing with Chernobyl, like, yeah, it was bad and it just um, made a lot of people lose their homes, but they make it seem way worse than it was. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's, but the thing is like, I, th- like, what is it? Like only, I think only like maybe 90 people died. And that was, and like that was like, a- that was like, af- like, I think only like four people died when it actually happened and 90 mm-hmm. people died because of the radiation. radiation yeah yeah but this was like a big city and i mean there's still there's people there now like there's certain pockets you're not allowed to go to mm-hmm. and i'm not saying it's not i mean it wasn't bad it like i'm not saying it wasn't bad but i think it's kind of a thing where nuclear power isn't necessarily the way the government the world government wants to go mm-hmm. and they're trying to get us away from it yeah i think if it can be perfected which you, like you said earlier that it almost is yeah uh so you know chernobyl they're actually they actually have tours now yeah of the facility they have tours uh going through the actual uh nuclear plant and they give you geiger counters to see like oh this place might has this much radiation which Mm -hmm. everything that we're around right now like this computer that my phone, this all has radiation. radiation yeah. So we're all exposed to small doses of radiation daily. Daily. Now, yeah. anyway. I mean, it's it's less harmful. Yeah, it's than, less harmful. But like... But yeah. Radiation's kind of a, a totally encompassing term on a lot of that stuff. Yeah. And it, there's, there's subsections that are definitely more dangerous than others. But go on. Yeah, Sorry. But like, I just think it's kind of stupid that they're still using Chernobyl as like, this is the reason why we don't use nuclear energy. Well, yeah, that was... I mean, there's oil, oil spills all the time. Yeah. And yeah, they suck and like, it sucks, but you know, like even the people who are against oil don't really come out and say, this is why we shouldn't... Like they come out and say, this is why we shouldn't do oil, but no one changes anything. Mm-hmm. Like why isn't the oil, oil spill is the same thing as Chernobyl. Exactly. Like, and they're actually changing stuff with nuclear power. Like, mm-hmm. okay, Chernobyl didn't, they cut corners. Yeah. They didn't, they, I mean, it's Soviet Union. Do you know the events that led up to that? Okay. And uh, I don't want to, yeah. I'm yeah, just asking say, because I don't know. Yeah. I was going to say like, they, they didn't use the right coolant for the nuclear or not the nuclear the uranium rods oh, they, did they use like water or something no, no, and then they, they they should have used like a liquid metal i don't think they changed it out like they were supposed to and i'm pretty sure there were uh faults in the uranium it's the kind of uranium they were using mm-hmm. and like they just they cut corners and they paid for it yeah. Well, okay. So this is what this is what apparently uh 
when the accident happened. It says it occurred during a safety test on the steam turbine on the RBMK type nuclear reactor. And during a planned decrease of reactor power in preparation for the test, the power output unexpectedly dropped to near zero. And they were unable to restore the power level specified by the test program. And it was in unstable condition. So that's what... That's like when it actually happened. So they probably... So they probably let it stay in unstable condition for too long. I mean, it's it's eight, 1980s uh, Ukraine, yeah, era, like Soviet Union stuff. I mean, they're cutting corners. I mean, it's oh, yeah. it's, mm-hmm. it's not the safest place to be. Yeah, safety wise. Yeah, I mean, not OSHA I mean, approved. Probably, yeah. But uh, Trump signed something to where in the United States they he allowed a small nuclear reactor to be made and tried out Mm -hmm. as an actual power source. Mm -hmm. And I think that's a good step in the right direction because nuclear power blows all the all like the renewable resources, the natural gas, the coal, everything. And, uh, the big oil industries know that. Yeah. And they don't want us to, use nuclear power and i mean like yeah they're i mean the they because i'm looking at pictures of some yeah sorry and, i'm looking up stuff too and they're not very uh i mean again they're not very good nice to look at but and then like the because there's like steam come i mean it's steam coming out but you can you can make it seem like that's something bad but i mean it's pretty much fully clean like and again with the other stuff like i'm i think i'm out of all these i'm mostly for nuclear mm-hmm. but then again i i've i've said it with all these other ones that i don't necessarily agree with that it's gonna cost money and i can't say that this isn't gonna cost money like this is gonna cost money and again like chernobyl stuff can go wrong yeah but i think that they're pushing stuff that i don't necessarily think is the total answer and i think they could be pushing nuclear better and get people more educated on it yeah so uh nuclear power it it produces a ton of energy yeah and uh it produces the equivalent energy in like under like 1 nanosecond that a tur- like a wind turbine would in a year mm-hmm. it's insane how much energy that it puts out and they they don't have to exchange out the uranium rods as like yeah they just le- they would just leave those in there and kind of let it run mm-hmm. and but like with coal you have to keep shoveling in coal you have, you to, have keep, to get the trains you have to, to get the trains you have to it. get everything the shipped, shipped up yeah and like you would have to mine for uranium but like but, when you found something mm-hmm. that's I mean, you're set for a while. Yeah. Yeah. It's, and then one of the only, like, when I'm looking, like, I'm looking at disadvantages, like I did some of the other ones. Like, it's saying, like, one of the only disadvantages is possible accidents or leaks. Mm -hmm. And it says that uranium, at the, at least for now, is not a renewable resource. But then again, it's not a new renewable, but like, but it lasts a lot. And the power output for it is extreme, extreme compared to the last. It lasts over, a generation like it, it lasts 25 
The thing is, is, at least, is I don't know why they shut them down after 20 years because the half-life, and I, I had to confirm, but the half-life of uranium is like 700 million years. It might become a little unstable. Maybe, or it might be the equipment decaying around it. Yeah. I don't know. But and they all like but it's basically using and this is how my friend who was a nuclear engineer uh in college kind of explained it to me. It's basically them using a double A battery and a flashlight, turning it on once and then throwing it out. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. flashing it and then throwing it out. Yeah. Yeah. For how long the uranium lasts. in in a sense, yeah. yeah. I mean, there's so much more potential yeah. is what I'm saying, and that double A. Mm-hmm. But you're throwing it out after using it. Could that to flash possibly be because the, the is it, are they are they? I mean, I wonder why they're shutting them down. Is it a like, rule or is it like yeah? They're not getting. Is it just funding? regulation or, or like the it, regulation is twenty years and then you're not going to be able to do it anymore? Like you have to pay a certain amount to right. keep it going. And regulations are usually based off of safety and stuff like that. Yeah, so yeah. I, I really don't know. Uh, I really don't know that, and that's kind of been. A bit, kind of a big question I, that I have. Over I the topic. I just have like an idea what it might be. Like it might be it's the stuff is uh, rusting or decaying around it. Mm-hmm. It might also be the they have to change out the coolant because right. they. I don't know how often they have to change that out. Right. But they definitely do have to change it out sometime. Yeah. Uh, it might also be because the uranium may become unstable mm-hmm. after being used in the way that it's being used Mm -hmm. but i don't i'm not 100 percent sure on that but like when it comes to radioactive stuff and some stuff like that i i wouldn't want to take any chances with uh a potential explosion or meltdown Mm -hmm. like yeah i would rather keep it safe like as safe as it can be of course yeah but like i'm talking about nuclear safe is relative yeah for sure i mean yeah but still yeah as safe as it can be and for me and this is kind of more closing remarks i guess Mm -hmm. from me is that i like the idea of like like investing in kind of looking at energy generation as an investment Mm -hmm. in which you don't want to put everything, all your eggs in one basket. So basically identify areas where wind would be good. Yeah. Solar would be good. um, Hydroelectric would be good and generate electricity and Mm -hmm. power using that Mm -hmm. at, at those specific places where they're optimized in it to a sense and, you know, there's going to be rainy days, there's going to be still days, there's going to be droughts and stuff like that. But unless everything coincides all at once, which is, you know, you, you can you can prepare for only so much, yeah. which, you know, stuff like that's going to happen if it, you know, droughts and it's a still day and, you know, it's yeah. cloudy outside and stuff like that. It, it might have a perfect storm of that, but... I really like the idea of investing in all of those in optimal places around the U.S. and drawing from those on a higher scale than what we do now, and even geothermal to a sense, because that's I feel like 
that's the most reliable and that isn't mm-hmm. weather dependent yeah more than everything else because mm-hmm. with everything else it's it has to rain for that hydroelectric to work it has to the wind has to blow for that wind turbine to turn it has to have some sunshine for that solar panel to actually generate any sort of power yeah so well, I, I think you have to invest in a lot of little things a diverse portfolio of yeah. uh power generation is probably the best step and into a renewable energy efficient and environmentally friendly future yep. yeah yeah sense well i think that's a good place to leave off. I think we covered pretty much everything we needed to cover. Mm-hmm. So thank you, Ethan. Thank you, J-Dub, for joining me today. Thanks for having me. Uh, Appreciate it. Thank you, listeners, for staying with us. This was a longer one than I expected, but I really enjoyed talking about all this. Uh, I'll, I'll put the email in the description and our instagram in the description too so once again once again thank you ethan thank you j-dub and we'll cut it there